Welcome to What's Poppin'. This week, my guest is Matthew Hemker. And again, Matthew's not here as a member of the congregation. We should have him back and talk to him about that. More personal stuff, too. But he's here as the captain of the youth ministry team. Matthew, thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Pastor. I'm happy to be here. Matthew, what is the youth ministry team? It's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Could it, you be more clear? Yeah. So, yeah, so the youth ministry team's uh, purpose is to disciple the 5th through 12th graders of our church. Really, we kind of do, I say a lot, of, we do a lot of things because we're kind of a microcosm of every other ministry team, mm, yeah. all put together, focused entirely at the youth. You know, our focus is discipleship, so mm -hmm. we have foundations and frameworks and things. We want to grow the 5th through 12th graders of the church into people who, when they go off to college or wherever they go, mm -hmm. are able to give a good account of their faith, mm. able to understand why they believe what they believe. Okay. You know, we also incorporate things like community service and uh, outreach. We want them to be able to, wherever they go again, yeah. to be able to bring other people to Christ, be able to say, hey, this is how Christ can help you, mm -hmm. and to be able to be leaders in their community, after all the, the church mission statement right, of, yeah. you know, servant, serving the community. Yeah, and so we, we organize events and, you know, curriculums and things like that and host ministry nights and things like that so that we can really just elevate those things in the youth. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty big portion of the congregation to be working with, and also it's like a microcosm of the church. Yes, focused exactly, on exactly. this age group. Yeah. 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 And so there's a lot of things that happen that happen alongside the same schedule of the larger church, but are focused specifically on the youth. Yes. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's yeah. that's that's basically how it works. Is it, it's all a lot of the other ministry teams are about a specific action about, yeah. you know, making sure we can do discipleship or outreach or community service or, you know, anything else or worship yeah. it, as best as we can as a church, but mm -hmm. for youth it's a demographic. It's not it's an like, action. It's, it's, it's like everything. all those things. Yes. <laughs> but but for fifth through twelfth graders. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been involved in leadership on the youth ministry team? Uh, since last year. So okay. I, I was elected as co-captain mm -hmm. in June of 2022, and I became captain this past June. Awesome. If you had to pick a favorite event or aspect of the youth ministry team. What would it be? Yeah, so I said I joined the leadership of the, the ministry team two years ago, yeah. but I was part of youth ministry 10 years yeah. ago. Yeah. Not, so, not that long not ago. Not that long ago compared yeah. to, a lot, I'm sure, a lot of the other people you've had yeah. uh, talking about on this podcast. But I think for me, back, remembering back to that time, yeah. it's by far the mission trips. I oh, think okay. yeah. that kind of outreach was absolutely amazing yeah because uh, I, I went to guatemala mm. and i also went to the national youth gathering mm. yeah and both those trips just were incredibly powerful they they really elevated what i knew about myself what i knew about god and now that i'm actually in the position of leadership right. i could see how all the different aspects of what we're trying to do with youth yeah. came out in those trips as well yeah and so would you be a strong advocate that we should make sure every youth has a possibility of going on a mission trip. Yes. yes. Regardless of their income or their family's income yes. or a possibility of doing yeah, that. For yeah. sure. It was 100% a positive experience, yeah. you know, uh, especially even the international ones. That one was that one was very scary for me because, yeah, yeah. you know, obviously it's out of the country, different language, everything. In, yeah. in my group, I was the second most fluent uh, in, uh, Spanish, in Spanish. And yeah. that was with a, you know, just enough Spanish to pass the AP test in high school. So <laughs> right. it was definitely a big fish out of water situation, but it was, 
it was very good. And I think that was by far being able to see not just like, hey, I can serve no matter where they are in the world. Right. You know, no matter how I, you know, how 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 much they and I are actually related, but also that we actually are connected through yeah. through Christ, through, you know, a common belief, a common faith mm-hmm. that, you know, that was something that you don't really think about unless you've gone there and seen them and spoken to them in person. Yeah, I, I think one of the aspects of mission trips that some folks don't fully understand, and it's a little tricky, is that the mission trip isn't just about the people who are going to be served when you get there. Yes. It's a large part of it really is the growth of the faith of the person who is going on the mission trip. This yeah. is part of the reason why we do this. No, that's 100%. And, and, yeah. and people always say, I was served more than I, the people I helped. and. <laughs> That's probably true in a lot yeah, of ways no, it's, in it's, reality. You're doing a lot of tangible things for the people you help down there, but it's it's the intangible things that really work in, you know, that God works in you while you're yeah. while you're living there. Yeah, and you hope that you have sort of a lifelong impact on the people that you help. Yeah. But the reality is it's probably more temporal. It's probably mm-hmm. a little shorter impact, right? Because yeah. then someone else comes along and helps them too, and they, they kind of get help from a bunch of people. So the, the kingdom overall has an impact on them. But the lifelong experience that you get from going yourself, y- yeah. you're never going to forget no, that. No, for sure. Yeah. And it and we've we've been talking about it because this year we're we're offering two different mission trips. Right. We're offering a regional one uh, for ninth and tenth graders, and then a uh, international one back to Guatemala for eleventh and twelfth. And yeah, you know, I think the a big thing is a lot of hesitation just mm. comes from not doing anything before yeah and so being able to coming back from guatemala it was yeah i could serve in the church community here you know yeah i can do you know i went off to college and i'm like sure i'll i'll participate in you know in the in this ministry at this at the new church i'm in i'll i'll help with this yeah i flew to guatemala to help people i I can do it here i can yeah yeah it's like i was able to organize an event there and i couldn't talk to half the people there and here it's like sure why not yeah why not yeah that's great what is the most challenging thing for the youth ministry team uh so right now i think the biggest challenge we have is just nothing to do with the youth themselves Mm. it's we'd love to have more adult volunteer leaders ah yeah uh so that's actually one of the big goals we kind of set up for ourselves starting this year is to really open up and promote more people to come and help and volunteer and just become leaders or assistants or anybody with with the youth program. So we, yeah. we'd love to commit more resources. We, we want to work with things like the school ministry team, the the shepherding team, yeah. trying to see if we can set up a program to help. If we want someone to be a teacher for foundations and frameworks right. on Sundays, give them both not just the curriculum mm-hmm. materials to do it, but also materials to say, hey, here's how you can teach to a classroom of kids. Here's right. how you can interact with them. Here's how you make it fun for them. What do you do if a kid comes up and tells you something a bit more personal than you were mm. expecting? How do you handle that? Right. You know, that's things that I'm sure people here at the church are absolutely willing to volunteer to give their time and energy yep. to these things. Uh, for our mission trips, actually bringing that back, yeah. bringing back to that, we got so many requests from adults without kids, obviously, right. who who wanted to be chaperones, who wanted to join us on those trips and really yep. see and help the youth there. Yeah. We got request from the property team for them to help train the youth in, yep. you know, building things. And so the the willingness is there. And I think we just want to knock down the, the barriers to entry kind of in into doing things here and now with our with what we have. It is tricky, but it's a good endeavor to try to get more people involved because they are willing. Yes. And there's benefit beyond the person who is, is helping too. It's so right now, youth ministry, I teach quite a bit, Kendra yes. teaches quite a bit. And so we we rely on a few people, but 
What happens with a thing like youth ministry, we talked about earlier, it's, it's a microcosm of the church mm -hmm. for a demographic, right? And what can happen really easily is they sort of get shuffled off into being an extra part of the church and not really considered part of the church. Yeah, they're, and, and they, get, they're, they get annexed a little bit. Yeah. And they also get used for their youth demographic once in a while too. Like, yes. oh, we want youth to come help with this. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll send a representative to go talk to the youth and hopefully they'll yeah, send over, they're, you know, they're, someone They're else. the group that you just see the the event slides every Sunday, you know, before yeah. worship that says, hey, here's the, here's the fifth and sixth event. Here's the middle school event. Here's the high school yep. event. And that's the only interaction you have with them. Yeah. And until so you need them for the living nativity or something. Exactly. <laughs> right. And if we have more adults who are involved with them on a regular basis for all types of things, that's more faces they know, yeah. you know, when those youth do come to worship or around things. And there's, there's more connection, more community, more family. And I know there are some adults who are already making those connections and you, you can see it. You can see the kids happy to see those adults yeah. and those adults happy to see the kids on Sunday mornings. Yeah. The bonds are really important. There. Yeah. And just a smile and just knowing their name, you know, and if we want to yeah. keep our kids around, we want to make it a place they want to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely both, you know, the thing that is definitely the greatest challenge, but also has by far the most opening for growth there, Yeah, I and think. it's just a matter of figuring out how to put those pieces together yeah. and having folks step up as well as when we ask them to actually say, yeah, I'm, yeah. Wi I'm willing. And make it easy for them. Yeah. You know, we really, we really want it to be not difficult when someone does step up. We want them to be prepared because they're spending their time, their yep. energy to do it. And so it's, we'd want to value that and say, here, we'll, we'll give you the best leg up we can. Yeah. And one thing that I can say is that we're doing a pretty good job of basically giving people curriculum that they can run with. Yes. Like if you're worried about being able to teach kids, don't worry about that. Like we've got that part covered. Like yeah. you'll be able to do this pretty easily. It's more about being relatable and talking to the kids and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, make it fun for them. Yep. What do you want the people of Prince of Peace to be aware of heading into the next few months? December is definitely not a youth-centered uh, yeah. month for it. This is this is this is the month where the youth get pulled off into doing helping with everybody else. You yep. know, helping which, with Harvest Festival, which is okay. With, like, yeah, which yeah. is absolutely okay. Yeah. Which is it's absolutely part of their community service side of things. Mm -hmm. We we want them to have that experience, be able to do things. Uh, so January is actually when a lot we're sort of restarting and mm. doing more focus on youth. So January 8th, I believe, is Foundations and Frameworks uh, when the, the next semester of that starts, starts up. up yep. uh, so that's an important one. And also in January is when we're going to be starting notifying people about mission trips and things. And that's actually, yeah. I brought it up earlier with the property team. We've been trying to help uh, work with the property team to organize a like teaching day where where yeah. they come out and teach anybody who's going on the trips how to use power tools and assemble things yeah, before they get there before which they is a great idea yeah because yeah. i remember in, when i went to guatemala we did yeah. not have that and that very much was here's your can of paint here's your drill here's whatever yeah. go climb that ladder and do things and all of us were like what are we doing right so yeah you could save a whole day worth of learning stuff exactly. down there by doing it here first i thought it's yeah. a great it's idea a safe environment works and bonds with other people in the church yeah. it's you know and the teenagers get to play with power tools so. which is always <laughs> good and bad yeah. so look forward to that <laughs> yeah yeah well great matthew thank you so much for coming out after work and being on the show and explain more what the youth mentor team is all about i am happy to be here and happy to let you know about it.